Welcome to the Dumb Idea Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share this video or podcast on any platform that you're listening on. Please visit us at www.dumbideapodcast.com. All right, so I want to talk about an issue um, that I'm sure a lot of people go through this. Um, And it's partially, a lot of people call it FOMO, but a lot of it is... uh, um, paralyzing indecision, uh, people who do just so much research that and have so much information on a topic that they have a, uh, have trouble making a decision, a final decision on something because they're afraid it's going to be the wrong one for whatever reason. Um, and my recent, the reason why I bring this up is my recent experience. Um, something as trivial as buying a new TV. Now our old one was like 10, 11 years old. I wanted to get it off a, get a TV off a stand and put it on, put it above our fireplace. Yeah. First world problems. Yeah. And, uh, uh, TV was kind of small for the room at, for it to go on the wall and move back. Cause from where it was, it'd go back another probably two feet. Um, and from where we had the seats, it would have been a little tough to see. Um, and the TV, it was great. It, it's, it did a great job. Um, but it was time for a new one. And so I did a lot of research like a lot of research. Um, of course I delved into YouTube, found like two or three YouTube reviewers and, and then you find out they're all paid you know, they're all getting, they're all getting all paid, paid by the low. brands. <laughs> so you don't know if you could like one guy's saying Sony's great. Another guy's saying Hisense is great. Another guy's saying that you know, LGs are great. And you know, then you got the other people saying, well, which tech should you get? So there's LCD, LED and OLED. <laughs> And then, of course, you got 4K, 8K, 16K. You know, who who knows how many Ks you got I'm sure now. there's fanboys in there, too. Oh, sure. That. Sure. Um, and so, you know, you start asking friends and, you know, oh, LG OLED all the way. It's the best OLED there is. And then you go on Reddit and there's people saying the LG OLED sucks. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, no, it, you should get the new mini QLED or the, 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 uh, so there's the, the QLEDs from Samsung. You know. I mean, there, there's like 20 different types of, things going on right now in the tv world and then of course i end up like just watching a lot of youtube videos is one guy that says every tv sucks <laughs> so now i'm like yeah i'm coming from a 10 year old samsung so i'm sure anything i get is going to look magnificent compared to that thing um but then of course you read something online that says the old lcds are better than the newer leds until you get to the oled which is the top level tv now, OLEDs are expensive. Um, See, I don't know what any of this stuff means. So OLED is, in, it's that they were putting putting those screens on phones to make them like super bright or mm-hmm. su- super sharp, or super clear. Um, each each bit of light is its own dot that can be that can be manipulated by the TV. Mm-hmm. So each dot can that makes up the back panel of this thing can be manipulated. Whereas with like QLED and LEDs, regular LED screens, they have like panels of lights. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, there's just more control over the picture with an OLED. So it's sharper. Um, but they're expensive. I mean, I was looking, I, I, I ended up getting one, but really reluctantly mm-hmm. because it was a $1,500 TV for 55 inch. Right. Meanwhile, they have some LCDs or mini LEDs or whatever. There's a bunch of different ones. Um, 
same size TV, 55 inch that I could have gotten for $950. And then you can even go lower. It's like, well, do I even really need that good of a TV? Cause I really don't watch too much of this. It's mostly used for just Netflix and whatnot. Uh, occasional sports here and there. And you could get like a lesser model of those 950 ones for like 750 or 650. And then they've got the ones that all the way down to like 300 bucks. Right. Right. I was like, all right, I don't want to go for the 300 bucks. It's going to my main room, the main, the main family room. I want to get something at least somewhat decent for this thing. Um, new 55 was my max just cause I don't think, I think it would have looked a little obnoxious on the wall at 65, but, but then of course you, that was another issue. Do I go 65 or 55? Am I going to be upset if I go 55 and I didn't get the 65? You have, uh, buyer's regret. Buyer's regret. It's like buying a yeah. boat. Think about what you want and then go one size bigger. Right. I mean, do you pay the extra? Yeah, we, the difference in size. I mean, you're talking about like an extra 400 bucks and you get a 65 instead of a 55 or in some cases only $200 difference. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to have size regret. You know, you know us guys, you know, we get size regrets all the time, <laughs> you know. Um, so... Think about that. Something as insignificant as a TV took me four weeks to make a decision and probably five months of research. Wow. Yeah, so TVs, I buy them when they break. And uh, I, I set my my budget, and then I buy the biggest possible TV I can get for that budget. Yeah. So, because again, like OLED, QLED, the, I don't know. Um, how big is it? And right. so, and the room I'm putting it in, would put it in is bigger than the room that you put yours in. So, cause we just took our formal living room and turned it into the family room because who uses formal living rooms anymore? Same. But, uh, right. so we just did that and I've got a big wall. It's a big room. Like, you know, right now I've got a 65 hanging off of it. Um, before it was a 55. So when that broke, I went to the 65 and then when this one breaks, we're going 75. You're going, you're going projector and phone up the whole yeah. wall with screen. <laughs> but the thing is, the room can handle it. So, right. uh, you know, it, but again, like I'm looking, oh, okay, I can get, and I look at the name a little bit, you know, so right now I've got a Samsung there. But as far as like whether it's LED or, oh, I couldn't tell you. Right. I have no idea. Um, it came from Sam's Club. Right. It fit in the car. <laughs> right. That, that, uh, this thing barely fit in the car. But if you know about it, then I guess it's something that... So I had a similar... Um, I built a rifle last year, and I was poor. I was like, do I want this upper, that upper, this, that? And I'm just going over it. Again, research, forums, checking with buddies, asking this, asking that. And a lot of it's all pretty much the same, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but again, it's something that I knew more about, so I want to make sure I did it right. And then with that sort of thing, you have laws. You have to be make sure that you're um, – because one of the things I was going to build out would have been completely illegal, and I would have had no idea that it was like a felony to do that. <laughs> right. But, you know, so that's one of the things where I made, had to go and make sure and then research and all that. So I certainly get it. You just kind of think like eventually like, dude, just just pull the trigger. Like, yeah. You know. Well, in the funny – so eventually I did pull the trigger. It wasn't on this. It wasn't on the OLED TV I did. Mm-hmm. I ended up pulling the trigger on like a TCL mini LED because one reviewer said that the motion was great. Mm-hmm. Like the motion was OLED level, and it was five hundred bucks less or five hundred fifty bucks less than the OLED. So I'm like, sweet, let me go get this thing. 
Drove 40 minutes away to go get it because it didn't even come into storage yet. It was mm-hmm. at the Best Buy warehouse. Yeah. Went up there and got it. Brought it home. I was like, you know what? I wanted to see how it compares to my uh, 47-inch, 10-year-old LCD Samsung. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing around with it. I'm like, God, this thing actually looks worse. <laughs> like, I just paid $950 for a TV, and it looks worse than my 10-year-old Samsung. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Like, I did all this research. This is the this is the decision I came to. And I'm really not happy with Should've it. Should have gone the mic route. But I should have. Set the, set the budget, biggest one you can find. Right. <laughs> and, and to be honest, like I thought I was staying within the budget and mm-hmm. getting the best one I could find yeah. in my budget. Turned out the TV was awful yeah. for what I wanted. Like the, the picture just looks off to me. Mm-hmm. Um. And I tried playing with it and setting it up, and and, and so eventually I was like, forget it. Like there was a def- there was a defect with the TV anyway. So I was like, all right, I packaged it back up, I took it back to Best Buy. They took it right back, and, mm-hmm. I, and I got. I was like, you know what? I'm done doing this. I'm, I I spent all this time research. I'm, I'm just done. I'm gonna go with the more expensive TV. I know I won't be. I know I won't be mad at it. Right. I'll be mad at the price, but not at the product. Okay, I can live with that because if I buy a TV every ten years, you know, eventually I won't be mad about the price anymore. Mm-hmm. So I did that, brought it home, and initially I was not happy. I was like, "This is what everyone's talking about. This doesn't look good at all. This barely looks better than my ten-year-old Samsung." Mm-hmm. Now it turns out with some of these TVs, you got to tweak them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess when they when you get them from the factory, they set them to what they call a cool image, okay, which is overly blue mm-hmm. and bright. Whereas on my 10-year-old Samsung, I was used to a what they call a warm picture. So it's a little bit more orangish-reddish. Okay. And so I, I like that. Apparently, that's the style I like. That's what I want to see. So I could, at first, I tried the calibration settings that are on there, and I tried to – I was like, this looks like poo. <laughs> and so then I tweaked a few more things, juiced up the colors, made it super warm. And I was like, oh, Okay. Now this looks now this looks like the money I paid for, I'm, and now I'm happy with it because I got it the way I want it. Um, but would I have been just as happy with a seven hundred and fifty dollar TV or a six hundred dollar TV? Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I might have. Um, but it was like that all that at that point though. After five months of research and a, a month going back and forth. Actually buying a TV, returning that TV, <laughs> bring another one back, and of course, I mean time's not fi- isn't infinite. I got right. I got stuff I got to do. Never mind the fact by this point I had already scheduled the guy to come out and put the the TV on the wall mm-hmm. because I was you know this was not my DIY project although it turns out I should have because <laughs> um, I paid a lot of money to put it on the wall. Um, different story, yeah, but. Um, it was probably five months of research and an extra month deciding what to get that probably should never have taken place because I probably could have gone for that 650 TV and been probably just as happy Yeah, at that go on, point. Go to Sam's Club. <laughs> because, for, well, because for $650, I expect less from the TV that I paid 950 for. Right. And at that point, I probably overbought at the $1,500 range mm-hmm. just because I didn't want to have to deal with that crap again. Yeah. I was like, all right, I will be happy with this. I'm just going to pay the extra money at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, because the other TV I was looking at was the Hisense. 
like the new the new high sense ones, right. the, the U7, GUA, whatever they're calling them now. Everyone's like, oh, they're great. The colors are great, and that's what for me. That's what the TCL didn't have. The colors weren't good. Mm-hmm. Like and and even the 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 LG, I had to juice the colors up. Like I never juiced. I've never turned up colors in my life on a yeah. TV. I plug them in and pretty much hook everything up to it, and yeah. we're good to go. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's what I was hoping for. And yeah. it's, it's not happening. But um, but it's not just TVs. It's not just me. For me, cars are even worse. Yeah, so I get that way with cars, um, especially if I have time. If if I don't need to replace a car right now, I really get into going. And, and the thing is, I'll go back and forth between, you know, completely different stuff. And do I want this? Do I want that? And then all of a sudden I change gears and I'm looking at something completely different. Like when I replaced my second car, I, I was all like, oh, I'm going to get a small SUV. So I'm looking at stuff like CRVs, uh, whatever the Volkswagen small one is. Tiguan. Um, Tiguan, yeah. Um, the Nissan Rogue, Toyota RAV4. I was looking at that sort of stuff. And I thought, well, then I'll go and see, like, in the search, like, a three-row SUV will pop up. So I'm like, oh, wow, for like, kind of the similar money as a CRV, I can get a Pathfinder. Right. So that's a three-row. So I'm starting looking at that. And I'm like, oh, wait, well, they've got that. We had a whole episode about that <laughs> right cvt yeah thing. i really want a cvt there's yeah. a reason why a pathfinder right. probably costs the same as a crv right and then i think oh well i'm you know, so now i'm back to the house then then someone else was like oh i could get a full-size truck with a crew cab and be comfortable and but then i'm spending more money so i go all over the place and then i'll see something good like oh if i don't get it now it's gonna be gone the thing with cars i well maybe not right now but generally where there's one there's two you know, if you're not looking for a one-off, like, specific serialized number Lamborghini, right. where there's one F-150, there's another one somewhere else, sim- they're all going to be priced about the same. Um, but I kind of paralyzed myself there um, with with cars, and then, because that's a commitment. Yeah. You know, unless you're... Well, yeah. You five, know. At least, what, five years if yeah. you're buying it? Yeah. Three years if you're leasing it? At least mm-hmm. I... It's probably less important with a lease, but the other thing is like, it's a car you're using it every day. Yeah, so yeah, you, you don't want to be, be upset. Com- you don't want, like you get into it and you're cursing and everything. Like, oh, God, stupid car! I hate this. Yeah, thing. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did buy one car that I, I I bought. It was kind of an impulse buy when I bought this thing, and then this it was like three or four weeks later. I was like, why did I buy this stupid car? Right. I didn't need this car. My other car was fine, but that was before kids and. Before I understood what negative equity was, <laughs> so that's big in the car game. <laughs> Although not right now. Yeah, yeah. Now it's down the. But again, here we go. Um, I don't need that second car anymore. I should sell it. But it's like then I'm going to regret. Like, what happens if I need it? So, so I'll tell you, the the third car dilemma. And this is kind of off topic a little bit. If you can afford to have a third car. Especially if you got kids and whatnot, and a third car is invaluable. Yeah, I mean, like right now, like I gotta take, I gotta take my my car is due for its first service since we bought it. Well, of course, I mean, if I go, and this is if I go to the dealership, I get my first oil change free, <laughs> but they're gonna take it for like you know, half the day. Yeah, which means I should probably drop it off, right? But then the next day, what do I take the kid? What do I take the the kids to school in? Yeah, yeah I'm stuck without a car. You could walk. Could, 
<laughs> I could do a lot of things. Girls are not going to school today. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that, that's probably the choice I'd go with. We're going to miss school. Um, we're going to rake leaves. <laughs> we're going to spackle the wall. Um, you're going to do different kind of learning today, girls. Different kind of learning. Um, but yeah, it, it, for me, like, just the car buying experience is definitely, even this last time, like, I was forced to get a car. Mm-hmm. Because engine blew up, yeah. right? Um, but it was like—I mean, for me, the like, I still had a because I had a specific set of criteria I needed this time. Most most people don't have the this very specific set of criteria, and that only three or four cars meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, because of the used car prices, I was stuck going to a new car. Yeah. Um, and. To be honest, really, only one ended up fitting the bill anyway. The, the the other one was a Jeep a Jeep Cherokee, and it was too expensive. Yeah, like they wanted more for a Jeep Cherokee than they wanted for Chevy Equinoxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, I, we we ended up going with that Chevy Equinox more out of necessity than anything else. Now, do I love it? No. Yeah. Do I, I mean? Is it good enough? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I know why I've got it. Um, but now, of course, the other part is, of course, there's like a little shift flare going on, where you you know. In the morning, you step on the gas, and rather than this shifting smoothly into the next gear, mm-hmm. it'll it's releasing the gear so the engine revs. Oh, and yeah. Then it, and then it catches the gear. Yeah. They call it a shift flare. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to do that. Right. Um, but I know that, but if I want to go get it fixed, and the car's fully under warranty, but I got a GM dealership, a Chevy dealership, 30 minutes away in Bowie. They're gonna need it for at least a few days. Yeah. What am I supposed to What am I supposed to use for three days? Right. How do I even get home? <laughs> right. I mean, I got so now me, the wife, the girls, we have to drive two cars to Bowie, thirty minutes away. Yep. Just to drop it off at night, night drop it. They gotta drive me home, and now we're stuck with one car. And oh, by the way, how do I go pick it up? <laughs> She's working. Yeah. Somehow I got the kids to school. Uber. Right. And you know, I know what? Probably would. I probably would. But now I'm paying more money to do this. Yeah. Even though it's fixed under warranty, well, I still got to pay for the Uber. Mm -hmm. So, but it's still, so even after I've made a decision, it's kind of very similar to TV. Am I completely happy with the purchase? No. But at least the car had to go with that one. Right. But the TV, I could have gone with the $600 TV and it might have been all right. Yeah. There's tons of them. And, you know, I, I get into, so, and we, you know, if, if for those of you that want to go back through the archives of the uh, of the podcast, we <laughs> talk about DIY versus hiring somebody. Yeah. Well, um, I DIY stuff because I hate pay- paying people to do things. But then it becomes this entire research project of first fi- finding out how to do it. So I look at the, I get on YouTube, I get on this, I go to forums. Watch a million videos. Okay, so now I need to figure out what tools I need. So I'm going to buy the tools. So I go and then I start. Th- well, there's this one. There's that one. There's bl- go through all that. Um, lately, I've been researching. Uh, I I'm trying to get my lawn to not look like garbage. So <laughs> <laughs> I aerated it, overseeded it over uh, over the past weekend, and I want to put in now. I have to water it, so I have one sprinkler. And I'm moving it around the front and backyard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this would be easy if I had an irrigation system. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to DIY an irrigation system. Oh, well, boy. now I'm going down 
rabbit holes with that. And, you know, I've done it for, for all these different things where it's like, I could have just done it or just called someone and nope, still researching it. Yeah. <laughs> so right. at what point is the time, is the time worth more than the money you would have spent to pay mm-hmm. someone to do it? But it, so it's not just that though. Let's say for like, even with the TV over the wall or over the fireplace, for me, the decisions were the purchases to get up on there. Yeah. Not, not necessarily the person to hire. Mm-hmm. It was the what to buy. Yeah. Before you, so I, even I mean, you, I guess there's professional shoppers out there, but is that I mean? Then you're already taking the expense of purchase, making it more expensive. Yeah, just to pay someone else to do it, right? So. And, and of course, someone who, even someone who you pay to make a that decision, it's like you're basically. You're now paying someone to make a decision for you. It's like, God, you're a grown-up. <laughs> make decisions, right? Right. So then you're like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this to myself. Um, but even, I mean, even if, you, if you're doing it with, like, small purchases or or even, like, for us, it was, like, we had some landscaping done. And we had one of our really tall bushes. Um, It was turned brown a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we are like. And the guy's like, well, do you want me to just take it out or do you want me to cut it down? Like, if he wasn't standing right there, I probably could have researched that for like six weeks. <laughs> yeah, you're you're on the clock. You got to make right. that, that right call. Th- because he's right there. Okay, uh, cut it. Yeah. <laughs> or or it's like, okay, well, how much is it to pull it out versus cutting it? Mm-hmm. Well, the next 200. No, mm-hmm. just cut it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, <laughs> I should have just had him pull it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it's, I, I guess it, it also comes down to like, how you were brought up with money. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you and I were brought up pretty similarly where money was valued. Yeah. Right. So it, it wasn't like, Oh, well just pay it. Just pay whatever you need to. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to do some research because one, I want to get the most value for my money. Cause like, especially with a car or a TV or these aren't things you buy every weekend. It's not like right. groceries. Yeah. Where like you get a bad batch of turkey meat, and guess what? Next week you get new turkey meat. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, this Oscar Mayer turkey meat wasn't any good. Well, I'll go with Boar's Head next time. Right. This is a car. Yeah. And if you don't like that car, the second you drove it off the line, mm-hmm. you lost five grand. Yeah. You can't turn around and be like, eh, I don't think I like it. Right. You're like, okay, well, I'll give you. You know, I'll give you eight grand less than you just bought it for, and yeah. we can get you another one. But yeah, I, but now I gotta roll that eight grand into the new car. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, that sucks. Exactly. And so, but so, but knowing that though, I feel like it, it can paralyze people, mm-hmm. and it definitely does with me to an extent. I mean, well, there's also there's also so much information out there that you yeah. can go and look at, and and you can go down rabbit holes for any number of things. Um, you can go down a rabbit hole when it comes to your TVs, you know? Um, and if you care about that sort of thing and you're, you're concerned about the specs and stats and all this stuff, guess what? There's a million other people out there that are the same way and they all have an opinion and they're all putting it out there for you to read the, the, you know, go to a Reddit forum or a Substack or any of this stuff that, you know, YouTube channels and this and that. And you can just go in and really get into the weeds on the most inane thing where, like, our parents, if they need a new TV, they went to Sears. Right. And they bought a new TV. And the thing is, like, they didn't buy new TVs all the time because they didn't break like they do now. Huh. 
So and back then though, everyone kind of believed the salesperson knew what they were talking about. Yeah. Whereas now everyone thinks that nobody knows what the heck they're talking about. You know, because everyone's getting paid on the side. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the guy you went to Sears, you went to go see the guy at Sears. Yeah, he's going to get paid commission regardless. Right. It doesn't matter if you buy a Sanyo or a Samsung. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He might get more commission if you buy the higher price yeah. TV, but. Yeah. But like the TV with my parents, if it broke, the first place it went was to see if they could get it fixed. Yeah. Not <laughs> and I don't know, can you even fix these new things? Like, uh, you know. You can. Yeah. But it costs a lot of money. I mean, you figure anyone's going to take out, the, take apart TV. Mm-hmm. At least three hundred bucks. Never mind parts. Yeah, I mean, think about the hours it's going to take. I mean, just if the guy wants a hundred bucks an hour, yeah, it doesn't happen in. I mean, let's say two hours, two hundred bucks just in labor. Yeah, if you had a TV that only cost six fifty, you're going to pay one third of that to repair it. Heck no, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're going to send it to the landfill and you're going to get another yeah. one. And taking TVs to landfill is fun because right. you can drop them in there and you can drop like a toilet on top of it. They make fun noises, <laughs> <laughs> breaking stuff. That's right. So. Listen, people that don't think breaking stuff is fun. Hasn't broken anything in a while. Oh, yeah. Breaking stuff's great. Um, yeah, I've gotten into it with, uh, you know, with, like I said, with that rifle, with cars, um, deciding, you know, whether I'm, you know, how I'm going to do a project and the stuff I need. I got into it. So this was ridiculous. Um, I needed to get hedge trimmers. So. Now, I have these these stupid holly bushes in front of my house. I hate these bushes. Um, I want to kill them because I won't have to trim them anymore. But the problem is, like, to tri- like, I need a head trimmer with a pole. So it needs to be on a pole for me to be able to get over top of them to get to it. Right. So I start researching hedge trimmers, and I'm all over the place. So I wanted a battery one. Because it's easier to use with batteries than, and I looked at, I thought, well, maybe I'll get a gas one. Well, that's that. No, I'm not spending that kind of money. So I find this battery one. Um, when you get into that, then you're looking at like Ryobi from Home Depot, or Steel, or Husqvarna, or any of these. They all have their own Black and Decker. Yeah, they all have their own battery packs that are unique to those tools. Well, I currently have Ryobi tools. So, that, oh, well, I'll get the Ryobi one. But then the batteries are different for this particular thing than that one. <laughs> right. So then do battery. I change all my other tools out to fit this new battery? So I ended up going with a... Uh, so when Sears went out of business, I think Lowe's bought the Craftsman brand. So Lowe's sells Craftsman. So I, I saw that. It was cheap. Yeah, I'll get this. I'm not a professional landscaper. Right. That's what I had to finally tell myself. Like, I'm not a professional landscaper. I don't need the high-end... Husqvarna tools, yard tools, because I'm not relying on them to put food on my table. Well, the like, other thing is you, you can buy two, two or three Craftsman mm-hmm. for the price of the Husqvarna. Yeah. So even if it breaks, okay, I'll just go get another yeah. one. I'm still, I'm still winning. Yeah. So this thing I bought, it worked fine. The battery charged up great. It, it, you know, I used it. And the thing is, I use it what four times a year. Right. Um, if I kill the bushes, I have to use it zero. Right. <laughs> but uh, herbicide, herbicide. Yeah, I killed one of them. I just. I just cut it down. Um, so uh, used a chainsaw on a stick, which is an awesome invention. Uh, invention. Um, <laughs> see a chainsaw and put it on a, on a six-foot pole. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, so I just killed one bush, and I got away with that one. So I'm going to gradually kill the rest of them. But, uh, you know, stuff like that is, is, like, there's no need to get 
that crazy with it. I just gone and bought one. Right. You know, I, I was like, oh, I got to go to this. I told I told my wife, I said, I'm, you know, I'm going to Lowe's and Bowie to get this thing. And she's like, you're, it's like what you're doing today. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, like what am I, 80? <laughs> like, excited about this? <laughs> got, you got a lot to do today. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if we're going to, you know, you're going to. Home, oh, what was that? I'm going to go to Babies R Us, Home Depot. I don't know if we're going to have time to go. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know if we'll have time. I don't know if we'll have time. <laughs> yeah. It, and so I feel like, yeah, so there's the paralyzation part of it, but then you could even transition to like the FOMO part of this, which is event. It's kind of like the same thing, only event-based. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, kind of like where I was, I was worried about missing out on that TV. Mm-hmm. Like, what I what I miss not having that OLED TV versus the other one. Yeah. Chances are probably not, but I did it anyway mm-hmm. because I was I was worried that this ten year purchase because I wanted to like go a little bit cheaper. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't get the experience right, <laughs> which is of course is crap. It's right. complete crap. Um, but I, you know, some people have that same problem with events. Mm-hmm. Like if they don't. If they don't go to like a concert or something, it's like, well, what if you what if you miss the one thing, or you won't be part of the inside joke? Yeah. Now, some people like with me with events, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going. I'd rather not go. Yeah. But like, I definitely know some people where if the, like if they don't go to like the grocery store with every with like the family. Oh wow! It's like, what do you think you're gonna miss at the grocery store? Yeah. You don't gotta go to that. Or, um, like you drive like an hour to meet up with family just to go to like, uh, you know, like a a pumpkin farm. Mm-hmm. Twenty oh, minutes, twenty I'll, minutes down the road. I'll miss the pumpkin right. patch and a heartbeat. Right. <laughs> don't, get some, me, don't get me started on the pumpkin patch. But for some people, it's like if they miss the pumpkin patch, it's like death. Oh yeah, and like. I don't think I, I think that can also be paralyzing for some people, where like they'll go and they they want to go, yeah, but they're worried about missing the experience or something that might happen while while it's going on, right? Yeah, and and I see that from a lot of you know I, I pick that up from a lot of my friends and family. Um, I work cra- crazy hours, so I'm used to missing things. I, mean, I missed holidays. I missed. Uh, uh, birthday parties, you know, neighborhood parties, stuff like that. So I'm kind of used to it. Um, but it does kind of stink when there's something that you, that you know that you'd want to go to that you can't go to because you're, you, you're going to miss out on it because you have to work. Um, so like that kind of, uh, that kind of stinks, but you know, I get the, the thing, but then at the end of it, like, you know, especially if it's a, an adult, like drinking party type of thing, like the next day when everyone's hungover and miserable and you're not, <laughs> yeah, right. And like, hey, <laughs> I'm miss glad out on go. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, I mean, of course, like I think what you alluded to this was the information online. It's not just you know, this TV is really good mm-hmm. for X, Y, and Z. It's this TV is the best ever. Right. It's the whole uh, the perspective and the hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and. It's, it's, so it's not it, it, online. That's where it kind of um, manifests. 
That's like that. That's where it's going to hit everybody because everyone's going to access to not everyone, but most people have access to internet that are going to do the research. Yeah, and you you go on and do the research, and you know the they do. I mean, p- websites do this on purpose. They post reviews, mm-hmm. and the reviews like this is the best concert ever. This is the best venue ever. Yes. This is the the uh, the most beautiful scenery for a wedding venue ever. Mm-hmm. Um, or like. Uh, this TV slam dunks or, or, or LG OLED slams dunk, uh, slam dunks on Sony OLED. That's like, whoa. All right. They, so if I get the Sony OLED, like automatically in the back of my head, I'm thinking it's inferior mm-hmm. because of the, the messaging uh, online. And I'll, I'll, I mean, we've talked about like the dangers of being online, but I think for people that have indecision issues, especially if they're into researching, mm-hmm. Problem is, like, where can you go for research? Like, yeah. we, you and I talked about this when we bought our refrigerators. Mm-hmm. There is not one site online where you can go and get honest refrigerator reviews. No. And, of course, if you go to, like, Home Depot and look at the reviews at Home Depot, where people actually go and write reviews, mm-hmm. nine times out of that, people who are just happy with their purchase don't ever go and review anything. Yeah. You're always going to get the curmudgeons. You're always going to get the person oh. that had the issue. So now you think... All LG refrigerators have pr- uh, compressor issues mm-hmm. because you know one person writes down the compressor issue, compressor issue, and they and then another person goes online to look for reviews and they find out someone else had a compressor issue, compressor issue, and they have one. Yeah. So now that now you see two compressor issues. Well, they only sold about ten thousand of these fridges, and there's five people saying they had compressor issues. Right. It's not a widespread issue, but because that's all you see. That, yeah. And it's so definitive in one way. Mm-hmm. It's like, LG's the worst yeah. because of these compressor issues. Yeah. Okay, well, if only five people had it, they're really not the, that bad. Right, because people, yeah, people aren't going on there saying, yeah, it keeps my milk cold and I'm happy. <laughs> right. Like that, the guy that had the, the axe to grind that leaves the, the, uh, the review that you have to click like the see more button like four times <laughs> right like, right really how, how long did you spend <laughs> seven paragraph long writing this thing <laughs> like you really don't like you feel strongly about this and i've never felt that strongly about a refrigerator ever have you, um, ever, have you ever gone to amazon and looked at like the reviews for some products and next to their name it says verified reviewer yeah. how many reviews does someone have to do to get verified, to get verified like, what's the process yeah like what's know. the like is it like the blue check mafia on Twitter? Like, what what is the criteria for you to become a verified? Like, you have to show up and say, like, like take a picture of it and send it to them, FaceTime with it, <laughs> like show hey, that you actually bought it. Here I am. Here's a here's a copy of today's newspaper to tell you what date it is. Like, what are we doing? Because I mean, I've written a lot of reviews on Amazon. Yeah, like most of them just say, "Hey, this is a great product." A lot of, especially from like the, like the the no name brand stuff, because mm-hmm. I know people look at a save a buck. Yeah, and like if I can get the same thing for eighty dollars cheaper, yeah, I'm gonna I'll go in there and say, "Hey, look, this thing's just as good. Go ahead, so, and get, go ahead and grab it." I never write reviews, like even with stuff that I hate, I never write reviews. Really? And my bad refrigerator delivery Home Depot experience, <laughs> I never went on there. I mean, well, I did complain about it on a podcast, but I mean. How wide is our reach? <laughs> well, I complained about that same same yeah. delivery. I don't think there's a problem with Home Depot. I think it's a problem with that delivery. Deal. Yeah, but I didn't. Um, I didn't go on there and and I was in Home Depot the other day buying grass seed. So my boycott of Home Depot did not last very long. Um, <laughs> I just thought I got grass seed in my garage. Should just give it to you. 
Eh, well, I could probably use more. So I had a big bear spot. I, I got I got <laughs> two bags of it from like three years ago. It's probably all dried out and useless. But <laughs> it, well, the grass seed, you know, I just I might as well have just thrown money directly into the yard. <laughs> <laughs> the, the chances of growing grass would have been exactly the same as it is now. Um, Green thumbs are not us. No, nope. She lives in a condo in the city. Um, but it's funny, like when we bought our house, I didn't I didn't agonize over it. Like it was a house. I <laughs> we visited a lot of houses. There's a lot we didn't like, but I wasn't like researching all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, you know, um, we put an offer in a house because it was close to a bar we like to go to. Like that, <laughs> like what? And then the right. bar moved. <laughs> so, right. Damn it. No. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. It was walking distance to the Mexican cafe and we put an offer on it. <laughs> like it, it was at the end of Forest Drive. That was one of our no's because Forest Drive traffic stinks. It was in Annapolis schools. That was also no. Right. But it was close to the bar. <laughs> right. Right. And I remember really when we when we bought a ho- the house before this one down the road, um, both of us were like, we do not want to split foyer house. Do not want to split foyer house. Do not want to split foyer house. The whole search. Problem, though, is we bought, it was back in 2007, height of the market. Everything was flying off. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find anything decent. Yeah. For a decent price. Except for the split foyers. Yeah. And we found one that was completely renovated. We're like, okay. We like the house, at least one level of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we didn't like the, the split part of it, but we're like, look, let's just, we'll buy this one. And in a couple of years, uh, we're ready to have a family. We'll, we'll go get a, the house that's, that uh, has a layout we want. Yeah. Well, of course, market tanks, and we can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you get, the, you get the, the indecision anxiety again, especially if it hurts you more on the next one. When we bought this one, we're like, "Oh God, we don't want to make the same mistake." But like, we were really gun shy about overpaying mm-hmm. because we felt no seven. We overpaid, but we had to at the time. Yeah, but because the market tanked so quickly after that, we were like, "Oh, you know." When we were looking to buy, we're like, we don't have to buy; we can stay where we are. Yeah, um, but the interest rates were really low at the time, and the house prices were kind of depressed a little bit. Still, um, so we were trying to hit that window, mm-hmm. and. So we actually put a couple offers on three-bedroom houses because no four-bedrooms were really around. This is a time when nobody could sell because everyone was underwater. Yeah. So when you found a house, people were kind of jumping on them a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so the two neighbors down, Rossler, we actually put a bid on one of those houses. Mm -hmm. But we only put it in at market. I think we I think we undercut it by five grand. Like it wasn't even a huge undercut. Yeah, someone paid f- like ten grand over, so they took that. Yeah, but it was a three bedroom. We're like, why did we just put a bid on that? Mm-hmm. We don't want three bedrooms. Right. We would have instantly regretted that house. Yeah. No. You. For yeah. The, and so eventually we end up at this place, but this place we end up finding because our realtor knew the selling realtor and got us in the day before it went live on the market. Oh wow! Okay. And we put in an offer the night before. Yeah. So we never made it to market. Mm-hmm. But. We just got lucky in that regard, but if we would have gotten that other house, oh, we would have regretted it. Right, we would have regretted it. Um, but yeah, I, but I mean, when you go back to like the online stuff, it's just you don't know what to believe. It's crazy. You're like, the the information that from from people like normal people writing reviews thinking they're going to be the next Pulitzer Prize winner. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to get scouted. 
Yeah. Because someone read the review on Amazon. Yeah, this guy's good. Right. Well, I want him to write reviews for me, and I'm going to pay him for it. <laughs> Nobody's paying you to write those reviews. <laughs> Nobody. Now, there are probably a few. and it, it, There was this whole thing about fake reviews where it, it, it kind of reminds me of like the fake, fake, the fake Facebook advertisement. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I told you about this a long time ago, when I advertised a golf outing, a charity golf outing. Yeah. And I paid Facebook to... Put the ad out there to certain people, and I was getting like likes from like Bangladesh. <laughs> like that is not the area I asked for. <laughs> and so like they were like, "Well, your your post reached nine hundred and fifty people." <laughs> yeah, all these likes are from like Nepal, Bangladesh, India, <laughs> and it came to find out like Facebook was doing click farms. Mm-hmm. Well, Amazon, what these companies do that sell on Amazon? Because I mean, Amazon, Amazon sells some of the stuff itself, yeah. and there are some brands on there. But they're usually sold by third-party sellers, mm-hmm. all right? Some of them get the Amazon Prime checkmark because they do freight by Amazon. So basically, they buy these products, they store it in Amazon, Amazon does the shipping. They do the fulfillment, it's called Fulfillment by Amazon, FBA. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but these people want to sell this stuff as quick as possible because Amazon will just sit on it. They don't care. It's not their product. It's yeah. in their warehouse, but they don't care. Right. Um, so what these people do is they pay people to write these fake reviews about how great this product is. <laughs> and it's not like the Adidas stuff or the Nike stuff. It'll be like um, like, uh, like microphones, right? Right. So you got your Shores and your Rhodes, and, and, but then you got the ones we use. Yeah. Toner. Yeah. We never heard of it before. Nope. But it had great reviews. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's because probably the people that sell this. And I mean, it's a lot cheaper than that other stuff, mm-hmm. but people, the people that sell it probably paid a couple people, 10, 20 bucks or, or they paid a firm $500 and they had 20 people write reviews. Right. Cause the, I, I think the, the difference is like the, people are 70% more likely to purchase something if it has a review. Wow. Yeah. Versus none. I know. I look for reviews. Yeah. Um, I bought a tent. So, uh, I'm I'm going camping uh, with my oldest son. Um, that should be great. Um, I've never been camping. Sleep so, on the ground. Uh, yeah. So I I looked for a and it's it's for a charity. It's a, a big outing. A bunch of people are gonna be there anyway. Um, it's not like we're just going out in the woods randomly. Like we might not survive that because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but uh, like when. I bought, I looked for reviews for the tent, you know, and ended up getting a Coleman tent because I'm familiar with the brand name Coleman. Who knows who made this thing? Sure. But, um, some kid in Vietnam. Yeah. So, but I, you know, we'll see what it, it's not gonna be bad, but like I did look for the reviews and I, what I, what I was looking for other stuff. Now, if it's something I really know about, um, oh, I'm reading reviews and, and, and some, some stuff that you can, get legitimate stuff like if you if there's someone because with youtube there's all these people out there that review all sorts of different stuff and there's different channels so you get into di- like someone you might follow review something well you might trust that guy right. but then are these people getting paid to review it yeah <clears throat> so almost 100 um, percent, yes yeah there's very f- some and I think YouTube has been trying to crack down on that mm-hmm. because you're supposed to say whether you have a paid promotion. Yeah. But the paid promotion, though, I found is like if you go to like Donut Media mm-hmm. or Donut whatever, 
it's a car channel. And they have like an advertisement from like Omaze where they're giving away a free car or something. Mm-hmm. And you have to go to Donuts website and register all the time. Anyway, it's a way to get a free entry to win a car, of course, which nobody probably wins. But, right. um, but they have to put in the YouTube video that it's their sponsored content. Mm-hmm. The problem is though, so let's say, let's say that same Donut Media does a re- is doing a review on a muffler. Yeah, another. You know, they're doing a car video on a muffler, mm-hmm. and they're they're testing out. Uh, they have a segment called High Low, so where they buy a, a high end muffler and a low end muffler, price wise. They don't have to state whether they got the muffler from either company for free or sponsored the video. Mm-hmm. They don't have to say any of that, and that's going to affect the review. You're not going to tell someone who paid you. $500 and gave you a free muffler to make content with that their muffler sucks. Right. Because what if you want to do business with them again? Right? You're not going to turn off the spigot to money. No. That's what you're on YouTube for. Yeah. Now, we're wholesome mm-hmm. in the fact that, you know, we don't make jack on this, on this podcast. <laughs> right. So, you know, but sure as heck, if someone was going to pay us some cash, yeah, I'm not going to talk bad about the product. No. <laughs> right. But at that at that same thing though, you, you, people who do that though, they try and only pick products to endorse that they believe in, mm-hmm. and it just so happens that the company's going to pay him to do it. But how much do you really trust that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like to think that they're that people are being forthright, not just chasing money around. But you never know. Um, yeah, like, and it used to be, uh, I think on TV they called it payola. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Today Show, when they have the, the girl come on that does whatever all those, pro- all those, they're paying to get that stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. Some lifestyle expert, which comes on. I'm like, what? what? For, my first question is always, what makes this qu- person qualified to tell me anything about anything? Like, well, well yeah. I mean, another shocker, even in the podcast world, a lot of the guests you see on shows mm-hmm. pay to be on the show. Yeah. the And the person that has the show who's doing the interview mm-hmm. isn't going to rail on someone who's paying them. Right. You know, now I'm not sure like a guy like Rogan's doing that kind of thing, but if Rogan probably doesn't know the guy. Yeah. And he's got a product he's pushing. Mm-hmm. He's probably charging him to sit down. Yeah. Um, but that it's not just podcast though. I mean, it's YouTube video. I mean, all these places. I mean, this is how, this is how they make money. They're, some YouTube videos, or people on YouTube can make a ton of money just based on the ad revenue mm-hmm. from YouTube. But you're not getting a lot of that money. YouTube's taking a large chunk of that. Yeah. Um, so they've got to make money elsewhere. So even like a guy like Linus Tech Tips, mm-hmm. who's just doing, I mean, all of that computer equipment is given to them. Yeah. And even, or like Scotty Kilmer. Scotty Kilmer gets sent products all the time. Now, Scotty's been doing YouTube for a long time, and he even said one time, he goes, I got thousands of products in my garage that I never mentioned once because they sent them to me for free and asked me to review them. And he said, he says that only if he likes the product will he put it on screen, but he doesn't get paid for it from the manufacturer. Like they're sending him the product, but Scotty makes money off of the YouTube ad revenue. Yeah. So there's the guys that make money off the ad revenue that people are sending the products for free. 
But then there's people that don't really make much money on YouTube ad revenue or podcast. I mean, podcasts is no really ad revenue unless we're doing ads. Yeah. Um, but people are generally paying for that placement. Mm-hmm. So how really can you, I mean, how much can you really trust them outside of a person like Scotty? Um, like there was that one guy, that unbox therapy guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shouting out every YouTuber. I'm yeah, apparently, yeah. I'm just throwing names out for people to go, but <laughs> an extra viewer for these people is going to matter. No, like this unbox therapy guy, 14 million subscribers. Yeah. His videos get a minimum of 2 million views each. Just opens boxes up. So well, he gets sent products. Like mm-hmm. it mostly gets phones. Yeah. But he's been, he gets like laptops and he gets, I mean, he gets a lot of tech products just sent to him. Mm-hmm. And they ask him to review it. Now he's another guy where I doubt they're pay- They might not be paying them just because off of a million views on one video and you're doing three, four videos a week. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, some of these YouTube channels and people don't realize they're million dollar companies. Mm-hmm. Like you see the one guy on screen, but there's 20 people behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's the video work, the camera work. Yeah. Um, Every once in a while, they show you like something like they'll they'll have a picture with one of the other cameras in it, mm-hmm. and the camera is not an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like a legit video camera that they're using to make full blown movies. With. Right, and they got four of them, <laughs> and they're five grand a pop. Mm-hmm. Like, these are full blown production companies. Yeah. at this point, um, even got like Steven Crowder. Mm-hmm. He's got thirty people working for him. Right, I mean costume designers. For a show like that, hairstylists, right? They probably have writers, right? And it's not um, because they're not making any money. Yeah, you know. So, but with these other guys, like, how do you, so? How do you know? And if a guy's getting paid or he's getting the product for free, is he? Is that a reason enough to say he's not being honest? Mm-hmm. Right. So, but you as a consumer, me and you as a consumer, um, how do we know? What review? What, what information is real? It's like okay, what's real? What's not? Yeah, because these be like with cars, for example. You, you wanted to look at cars, and if you you know if you were into them, you'd have a subscription to Car and Driver. Car and Driver, yeah. And Car and Driver would test the cars, and they you know they they rank them, and then you know but then you'd see later on in the magazine. An advertisement for that car, right? Or for all of them, you know. But again, it was limited. If you were a car enthusiast, chances are you had a subscription to Car and Driver, Road and Track, Motor um, Trend. Motor Trend. What did I, you know? Now, if you were just the average consumer, you had Consumer Reports. I remember we had stacks of Consumer Reports. My dad always got it, and yep. they had like the little circles. Yep. You know, the red circle with the dot and then the <laughs> black circle, whatever it was. The red circle with the dot was yeah. like the, the top of the line. The yeah. black one was a certain death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course, the cars we all bought were all black because we... <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but the thing is, like, you'd see that and like that and like car and driver would come out with their annual car issue um, right around when the model year would change. So mm-hmm. like this time of year. People would have, you know, so you'd have your car issue. If you're shopping for a car, you, you'd use that. Um, there wasn't just this this uh, plethora of of information out there that you'd go to. You had limited sources, and you know now Consumer Reports didn't accept advertisement from anyone, right? So you'd think, but that they were being forthright. 
but I want to say there was some scandal involving them several years ago. I think so. Um, I think I remember something about that yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but like, again, it wasn't just some random dude that who knows where he got this stuff from. And the car companies wanted to put their cars in car and driver mm-hmm. because even if it wasn't rated well, eyes were still on it. Yeah. There wasn't YouTube and all this stuff everywhere. Well, so you could you could you could trust it, you know. Well, um and then you always have the bias though. I mean, think about it. In the last seven years, if you read Car and Driver, you read Road and Track or you read Motor Trend, the three major car publications. And all the comparison tests. Mm-hmm. Let's see if you can figure let's see if you know this. Which brand always comes out on top? Honda. Mazda. Every really? time, every time. Hmm. the Mazda three, the mm-hmm. Mazda six, the Mazda, uh, the CX nine mm-hmm. and the CX five. Okay. Ever since those cars have been around motor trend, road and track and car and driver always put in their top one. You want to know why? It's because all of those people, they want sports cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Mazda drives the most like a sports car for yeah. an everyman car. Yeah. And it, it just, it, that's what they're designed to do. Yeah. And generally, your Hondas and, like, if you, if they, let's say they did a Mazda 6, Toyota Camry, Honda Accord, uh, Ford Fusion, mm-hmm. uh, Chevy Malibu. Chevy Malibu. Malibu yeah. Um, Buell Cross, who am I missing in that? Probably Kia or Honda, like a Hyundai sure. Sonata, Kia, yeah. uh, Optima. Okay. So of those, I can pretty much guarantee you the order they come in. Mazda will be number one. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say because it drives so well. Mm-hmm. It's just a super driver's car. Um, the Kia or the Hyundai will be two and three or in the top four. Mm-hmm. Honda will be next. Yeah. Um. The Ford will probably come in at like six. Yeah. Um, and then, actually, no, the Toyota will come in above Ford, Ford, and then the Chevy Malibu. Yeah. And or the Buick Cross will come in somewhere around there, or the or the Chevy Impala, whoever, Malibu, Malibu Impala, whichever one. Yeah. And they're gonna say the Mazda drives great and it's gonna mm-hmm. upscale interior. Yeah. And they're gonna say the Kia is bang for the buck, and mm-hmm. so is the Hyundai. Yeah. Uh, actually, they're going to say the key is more upscale than it should be for the money. <laughs> and the Hyundai is um, is uh, beautifully designed. Yeah. And they're going to say, it, it, it's literally, it doesn't matter what comparison they're doing. It's the same talking points for the last six to seven years. Mm-hmm. Because they want sportier cars, yeah. regardless of the car. Someone buying a, someone looking at a Mazda CX-9, which is like the smallest three-row crossover you can find. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a three-row crossover, you don't want the smallest one. Right. Meanwhile, the Chevy Traverse is the biggest one. Mm-hmm. and has actual room in the third row for, for human, like human adult adults. needs. Wow. Yeah. But that car gets panned because it's got a dull, lifeless interior. Mm-hmm. However, it works, and the navigation uh, and the screen is easy to use. Yeah. Uh, every single review on YouTube says that. Mm-hmm. It's a real easy to use screen. It's really snappy. Uh, it works in the first touch. Uh, it drives lighter than its size. Well, that's not, it, and the, the second row is huge, and the third row is big enough for an adult. And there's the largest cargo room past the third row. Mm-hmm. Okay, it sounds like you just described what 
the generic public would want in a car. Yeah. Rather than the CX-9, they're going to buy it because it's got maybe some nicer materials on the inside, but it's the smallest three-row crossover there is, but you can barely use it for the third row. Right. But it's sporty. That's not why anyone's buying a three-row SUV. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to be sporty. Yeah. When it's the, the editorial staff, the writers are all geared, and the audience is geared towards that. Right. The, most people that are, are reading Car and Driver are not thinking, hmm, I'm between, you know, the, the boring car A and boring car B, and I'm, most car buyers buy their car based upon the wallet anyway. Right. But they're looking at their audience is the, you know, is their their sports car enthusiast. You know, when people that are reading that magazine, like they have like the basic stuff, but I think the the stuff is like when they have the, you know, the BMW M3 versus some, you know, you know, Lexus IS or like that's what they're that's the audience, right? You know, and then it's also like kids that can't afford any of them; they're just into cars, right? Yeah, that was me, so you know. Um, but if you're if you're going to those places for actual research on which car is going to be best for your grocery getter, yeah, you know, I guess the argument could be, well, that's not where you should be going, right? That's not where you should go. Mm-hmm. But as the major publications of cars for car information. I guess my point is where where do you go regardless of whether it's cars, appliances, carpet, yeah. Uh, how, how do you mortgages? What about a mortgage? Mm-hmm. How do you? I mean, what are you going to get? You're going to? Oh, I had a great experience with John down the street. Yeah. Okay, because he okay the, he got you to the finish line. Mm-hmm. And what if he was a jerk the whole time? Yeah, you have no other experience. I mean, how many times are you get a mortgage in your life? Right, four or five times. Yeah, and you do it five ten years apart. Mm-hmm. You, you really don't have, it's like one of those things, you really don't have a choice. Yeah. You pick the person you picked, and by the time you figure out you don't like the person, well, you're already, you're at the finish line, and you just want to get it done, so you stick with them just to get it done. Mm-hmm. But or, or, it's, a lot of these other things, it's like, I could definitely see how people can freeze up when they need to make a decision, especially on large purchases. Um, but even on something smaller, like, it, because you get so used to not being able to get the information that you want, uh, or need to make yeah. that decision that you're like, well, wait a minute. You know, when I'm, when we were looking at microphones to do this podcast, we're like, well, is this what we, is this the one we should get, even though it's cheaper? Well, for us, it was like, yeah, because we, we want to, we, when we're doing searches, literally like, what's the best cheap microphone to do a podcast <laughs> <Right>. with? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there was only one YouTube video and it had these in it. Yeah. So we're like, well, I guess that's what we're going with because <laughs> there's still only, you know, fifty bucks a piece, yeah. and the other ones are like one hundred and twenty. Yep. Well, we ain't trying to throw that much money into a hobby we don't know if we're going to do in six months. Which, by the way, we made it six months. Yeah. Hey, so. how's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's almost impossible. Like, I, I just don't know where people are. I, I mean, I guess people try with the Angie's list was a thing for a while, but that yeah. changed recently. And you know, the thing is, I always have you know, Angie's list advertises on TV, right? Like, if you're internet company, like, why are you advertising on TV? And where are you getting the money for that? Yeah. Like, where, where, where are you pay- selling? Right. So the, the money, so either you have to pay as the consumer, yeah. or... They're paying on the back end as the, as the vendor. Yeah. So who's, who, who's writing the checks here? Right. So, um, for that. Yeah, so if the vendor's writing the check to Angie's List to get priority placement, yeah, who's to say they're not juicing the reviews on that right. to sway you to those people? Yeah. Yeah, so I've never I've never used it at all. Um, 
and I think that's Angie's list is probably aimed more to like, you know, people like our parents' age anyway. Maybe I mean, there's um, Home Advisor too. Though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I you know when we're looking for someone to do something like, my wife will go on Facebook and say, "Hey, anyone know a good X Y Z?" And right. someone say, "Oh yeah," and if a couple of people say yes about one person, then that's who we go with. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. So like when I was looking for carpet, that's what I, I the, the first thing I did was I went into like the the local the area broadneck page or the the broadneck uh, Facebook page, and I just typed in carpet, mm-hmm. and I saw the first couple like uh, carpet and stuff. Like there was carpet cleaner reviews or carpet cleaner recommendations, and then there was someone asking for carpet installer recommendations. Yeah. So I looked at the carpet installer. There was literally like two or three people that were recommended. Like there were like 50 responses and mm. the same two or three people were, yeah. were up. Now I've heard some of those can be juiced too. Mm-hmm. Like some people are getting paid to, you know, it's like the cousin, the uncle, the sister, the brother, they're all, put, yeah. they, they, so three or four of them put the name out there of the person mm-hmm. and that's how they're doing that too. So maybe they're not real customers and, but I think as a consumer now, even though we have access to more information than we've ever had, I think the quality of information probably isn't that great anymore. Yeah. Uh, but then again, back in the day, people just believed the salesman, mm-hmm. which who knows if they, they had, I mean, their incentive was to upsell you. Oh yeah. Not so you're not, you're not going to a Buick place and hoping they recommend a Chevy. Right. Or even though it's both GM or, or you go to the Buick place and you get recommended a Toyota. Right. Unless that, I mean, shoot, that's the case. That's a real super honest guy. Hey, look, I know you're looking for a Buick, but uh, <laughs> this thing's going to break down in six months. So you might as well <laughs> go down to the Toyota dealership, tell my I you, get a little back-end action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. guy's making cuts on Toyotas, even though he's working on the- Actually, that'd be a hell of an idea, though. Finder's fee. Right. You, yeah. You go work at the Buick dealership. You don't sell any cars at all at the Buick dealership, but you're getting like four or $500 in car sale at the Toyota dealership because you're sending everyone down there saying Buick's hey, garbage. Crap. <laughs> I think I just created a, a new genre for car salesmen. <laughs> go, work for, go work for GM and yeah. go send people to Toyota. But, but I, you know, if, if there's a comment section on whatever you're going to listen to us on, uh, let us know. Where do you go for good information? Where do you trust sources of information? Uh, and seeing as how we shouted out pretty much every YouTube channel and vendor and store in this area, if you are looking for advertising uh, for your product or service, uh, shoot us an email at uh, contact at dumbideapodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. See if there's uh, somewhere we can squeeze you in for an advertisement or a sit down. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next week. <laughs>